Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Thank you guys for joining me. This is another edition of the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. L-O-W. Low prices and unparalleled customer service. And you know what? Free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. Holy hell, it's easy to see why you guys should be shopping over at RockyMountainATVMC.com now. But first... Head over to KieferInkTesting.com, click on the RMATVMC banner, and then continue to do your shopping over there, and that gives us a little slice of what you're purchasing and helps us out huge. Man, it does. It helps us out a lot, and uh, thank you guys for doing that. It shows that you listen to it, and this thing's up and moving and uh, moving forward, not backwards. So thank you guys. FlyRacing.com, Evo DST. Just give it a try. Order a set of gear, Evo DST, along with the Formula Helmet. Thank me later. Actually paid for five sets of gear for people that uh, listen to a certain episode. Sometimes we drop these things in on on episodes. And uh, just so happens I paid for five sets of Fly Racing gear. And those people are very happy on the Evo DST line. So if you haven't checked it out, go look at flyracing.com and give it a look-see. Buy a set and then... Email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. Tell me how you like it. Racetech, racetech.com. Suspension, engine services, they do it all. They're coming back on board for 2021. They do great work. We have them do a lot of our suspension right now. Aiden's got uh, Racetech services on his fork and shock and his Honda CRF250R. I have Racetech services on my KX450. And we are going to do the damn thing again in 2021 and we're going to be a little bit bigger and better than ever. So go check out Racetech.com if you need some help on your suspension, on your new bike or your old bike. you got a vintage bike. They can do that as well. And then also, you know the email. Hit me up on my email. I'll get you a discount or get you in the loop with Chris over at Racetech. And uh, he can help you out as well. So thank you guys for doing that as well. And not to be left out here, oldtimers.com, OregonOldtimers.com. They're having a race October 31st and November 1st, Mesquite, Nevada, long motos, 20-minute motos. They got classes for everybody. Bring your friends. Bring your buddies. Have a good time. Halloween night. Let's do it. I'm going to try to head out there. It's the week before the Vet Nats. I'm going to try to get another gate drop in before the week of the Vet Nationals. So I will at least be there one day, me and my kid Aiden, and we're going to go do some long motos over in Mesquite, Nevada. So go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. Hope to see you guys in Mesquite, Nevada on October 31st. A new uh, sponsor that I have that I use, actually, <laughs> I used uh, yesterday. I raced Sunday, and I've been using the Icon CBD Balm, right? Um, wasn't a fan of it. Didn't think much of CBD back in the day, but I gave uh, Icon a try, and I've been rubbing it on my knees and my elbow and my sore muscles that 
Uh, I get a lot being 43 years old, and I ride a lot. So go check out icon-cbd.com. Punch the code in, Kiefer, get 10% off your order. It's a free shipping, and it really does help sore muscles, joints, and for me, alleviates a little bit of pain, especially when you got, I call the Tuesdays. The Tuesdays are uh, when you race on Sunday. Monday, you're a little sore, but for some reason on Tuesday, I'm way more sore. Today, I'm sore, and I had to ride. Icon helped me out. So if you have any questions about my advertisers, hit me up. I am happy to help. So this show is all about the 2021 KTM 350SXF. Holy shit, this bike is fun. I feel like it doesn't get enough play from actual racers. I feel like 350 should be involved more in some racing. But man, it is a great, fun machine. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And if you're on the fence about maybe going that direction, I want to try to encompass what type of rider you are and if the 350 is the right guy. Now, we'll be straight up and tell you guys this right now. If I was going to go buy a bike, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, yep, I'm going to go buy a 350. No, nope, I'm still a 450 guy. I like 450 power, but I ride a lot. I'm very competitive. I want that power. Most of you guys that listen to this podcast are not like me. You don't get to ride a lot. You got a normal job. You don't fucking ride every day like me. So having too much power is actually worse than not having enough. The 350 is a great blend of a 250 as well as a 450. And for me, I really like that feeling for the simple fact of fun factor. Fun factor for me rates high. I want to have fun. I don't want to have a bike that's going to rip my arms off a la the Honda Sierra 450 when I was racing the Nationals uh, last year. That wasn't fun. This bike, to me, is fun. So I rode it, uh, I don't know, three hours or so. So I want to give you guys a first impression and give you a breakdown on what it's like to ride in case you haven't ridden one. So um, I did a Racer X online video that will be up by the time you guys probably get this. It'll be up on Wednesday. And today is Tuesday, so you can go to racerxonline.com and check out the video Kenny Day and I did uh, yesterday at Glen Helen. So I rode this bike at Glen Helen, lots of hills, sand, and then I rode this bike at Paris Raceway, which is ruddy, tight, not as fast. And every time that I left the track, I had a smile on my face, and it was just fun to ride. So if you're on the fence about what bike you want to choose, because I get a lot of these emails, okay? And I, and I say this a lot because there's, there's a top three email heading that I get. One, Syria 450R. Lots of those. Number two, KTM 350 SXF. And then number three is which bike is right for me. Even though I had a podcast about that, I get that email a lot. So this is going to kind of encompass all those three things. It's going to be compass. We're going to compare it a little bit to the Honda. I want to get that in there because for me, I, I got a lot of those emails saying Honda or KTM 350. And then I want to tell you about if this bike is right for you and how this thing runs. So... I'll talk about the inertia of the motorcycle. It feels like power. If You still got to rev it, right? So you still have to rev it really high. You have to um, um, maybe use second gear more than you're used to on a 450. So it's like a 250F in that direction. But where it sets itself apart is how far it pulls in the mid-range and then how much over-rev it has on the top end. No 250, to me, 
has the mid-range pulling power like the 350, and there's no 450 out there that pulls as far in second, third, and fourth gear. If you guys been to Glen Helen before, you come over the tunnel and you're drag racing up Talladega into the first corner. It's very long, and if you haven't been, it's deep sand, sometimes muddy in that area, and I click into fourth gear most of the time, especially on a 250. I can leave this 350 in third gear, and it actually pulls it all the way up to the corner without having to upship. It's impressive. The power plant is impressive. You just have to learn how to rev your bike out a little bit more, okay? You guys out there be like, oh, Kiefer, I'm not uh, that type of guy. I'm not a rever. So you got to give yourself a chance. Take a step back and just let second gear eat a longer period of time than you would on your 450. It's not that hard to do. In fact, it's actually pretty damn easy to do when you're lazy or you're tired. I come out of a corner in second gear sometimes and I'm riding a 450 I would like just to leave it in second gear and not have the shift because it's a pain in the ass. And then I got a downshift into the corner. It, it gets it gets to be a lot of work and it's tiresome. With this 350, this second gear is so long that I can go from corner A to corner B without having to go into third gear and there's it doesn't fall off. So that is just not happening with a 450. Even if you put an ECU, a Vortex ECU on a 450, that still isn't happening. So... The engine, although 250-ish, because you're revving it, pulls very far and farther than a 450. So it's a 350 with a blend of each kind of bike. Now, you older vet guys that are heavier and you want to be lazy and you want to be a lugger, you can still lug this bike, just use second gear. It's not going to light it up or it's not doesn't have a ton of snap. It's not going to rip your arms off. But for me, it's a manageable power that will not tire you out. That's what it feels like. Now, Kenny said something interesting to me today when we were doing the video is when he's on a 450, and Kenny's 150 pounds, he's not a very big rider, but he always feels like someone's pushing against him when he goes into a corner, like there's just weight moving forward. It's a lot of weight, inertia, and mass moving forward into the corner, and it takes a lot for him to corner this bike. With the 350, he says he doesn't feel that push. He doesn't feel that weight, that mass coming into the corner. And he could actually pivot and lean and start his uh, corner sooner. He could actually stand up longer and then pivot out of the corner. He just doesn't feel that massive weight that a 450 does carry, even though it's a KTM and Husqvarna and they are light. Don't feel that with a 350. On paper... It's two pounds. That's the difference between a 450 and a 350. So on paper, it doesn't really comprehend when you're out riding. You can't really comprehend the two pounds. You're like, it feels more like six to seven pounds, if not more. So all you guys that go off of these dynos and the numbers and the weights and the weight biases, it's not 100% accurate when you're riding the dirt bike. I really want to stress this. A lot of other media outlets throw dinos up and, and throw these weight biases up. We used to do that at Dirt Rider, and I understand it. It's cool to look at, but don't use those numbers as a judgment of what a bike feels like. Having this 350 with less crank mass and, and the lighter weight feel makes the bike around the track feel much lighter. So you vet guys will appreciate that 
And if you're trying to work yourself in shape, I feel like it's a safer way to do so on a 350. I just feel like you can learn how to ride more aggressively, a la 350 engine, versus 450, where if you're trying to get back in shape and you're trying to get back into riding, may teach you some lazy habits as a, as a dirt biker. Uh, uh, let's face it. I can ride a 450 smooth. It's easy for me to ride, and I'm very lazy. That's where I ride the best is when I can ride smooth, and it looks like I'm not doing shit on the motorcycle. But let me tell you, it actually gives me bad habits when I get back on other bikes or I try to push. It's hard for me to retrain my brain to be aggressive. So with this 350, it makes you ride a little bit aggressive, but it doesn't tire you out. Those are all pluses, at least to me, to get the proper technique, to uh, be more aggressive when you race. Even if you're not racing and you want to ride, you have more fun because you're not as tired. So to me, that's the way the engine character feels to me. I kind of skipped over what KTM did change. They didn't change a lot, so that's kind of why I didn't start the show out that way. They changed, obviously, they, they made the same changes that they did with the KTM Factory Edition. They have those SKF seals in the linkage, so those are different. Suspension, specs, fork, and shock revalved um, to a different spec for 2021. And also, ECU mapping has changed. Map 1 is a little different. Um, map 2 should be the same and have a little bit of a harder hit like it normally does in Map 2. And that's basically what it is. Map 1, longer pulling power, not as much excitement down low, but it revs so damn far... I didn't really give a shit about that. I went to map two because I wanted a little bit more snap down low. Map two gives you that. It still revs out plenty far. And for me, there's enough you know, differences between map one and map two where I can actually feel it. That's important to me as well. You can tell me all day long, hey, you got two maps, you know, you got three maps. These manufacturers are pitching to all us consumers. There's more options for you guys. Well, it don't mean shit if you can't feel it on the track. So... Over the past year, you know, with the factory edition and now with the 2021s, you can actually feel the differences between the maps. Um, I like the direction of map two. I honestly wish KTM would kind of go that direction for map one and create even a, a gnarlier or even more of a hit in map two for future bikes. So KTM, if you're listening, that's my suggestion. Uh, let's move on to the suspension side of things. So that's the downside about KTMs. I feel like, and I'm going to be honest here, and I don't know if KTMs are going to KTM guys are going to listen to this. As you guys know, I love a Yamaha. Why? Yes, it's fat. Yes, it's big. Uh, but it handles good. It corners decent. Straight line stability is nice, and the engine is very usable and easy to ride. Now, let's flash to the KTM. Easy, smooth ride engine. Chassis is stable. Feels light and corners well, but air fork. But shock feels empty on the in stroke on these KTMs. The suspension is what holds it back for me, at least, at times to really just be like, this is the bike I'm buying. These are the reasons why I'm getting it. It's just tough. I need a good suspension package, and WP is finally getting that direction and going in that way. Yes, it still has an air fork, but man, oh man, it is way better than where it was two years ago. Is it as good as a Yamaha fork? No, it's not. So 
I would say I'm still leaning. If I'm buying a bike, I'm still going to a blue 450 or maybe even a green 450, but maybe not green isn't reliable as much as an orange bike. Orange bikes are really reliable. So for me, this is what I came up with, a happy medium where I'm like, okay, I can do 20 to 30-minute motos. This is suspension spec that I the setting that I like. Stock is 10.6 bar on the fork. I went to 10.8. I'm 170 pounds, and I went to 10.8. Kenny, 150 pounds, he went to 10.8. So right away, you guys are going to have to go up in air pressure if you're remotely a front-end steerer or you're a little bit heavier. 10.8 bar, okay, then you want to go to anywhere between 11 to 13 clicks out on the compression on the fork and then for me 10 to 11 on the rebound that is a happy setting for the fork i like the the changes that wp made for a little bit more control a little bit uh initial initially there's more plushness in the fork but to me it still rides low in the stroke when i'm trying to push into corners or if there's holes or landing off of jumps i need a little bit more hold up out back Shock is fairly good. It does fade a little bit over time when it gets hot. 105 millimeters of sag, anywhere between one and three quarters to two turns out on the high speed is where I was at. I ended up going to one and one eight out on the high speed. So you might want to try that. And then 12 clicks on the compression, low speed, I might add, low speed compression. And then to me, I figured out like, hey, this shock gets a little bit better when I crank that rebound in and slow it down. So I went 10 out on the rebound. So that is my suspension baseline setting. That I'll, I'll put that up on keyforinktesting.com soon. I'm going to test a little bit more with this bike and try to dial some other things in. And then I'll add that suspension spec up on keyforinktesting.com when I get to it. But I want to spend more than just three hours on the bike and try to get I mean, shit, at least 10 hours before I even put a baseline setting up on my website. So kudos to WP for trying. I just wish they would offer, if they're doing some factory editions or doing these things, I wish they would just say, let's put a set of cone valves on it. Yes, it'll be more expensive. But honestly, look how expensive the works edition is on the Honda. People buy them. People will buy them. If you crank that sucker up 2K, there's going to be people that are going to buy that 350 with a cone valve fork all day long, all day long. You don't even have to have a pro component shock. You just put a spring fork on these bikes, it changes the game. So I'll, I'll give you some of this too. I wasn't even going to go here on this podcast, but Kiefer, because this is an overall view of what I thought of the KTM 350. But if I did, and I do do this, I always say I want to try to ride this air fork for a longer period of time. I just can't do it. Because when you put a spring fork on a KTM, it gets night and day better for me on lean angle traction and comfort coming into bumps, coming into corners. I like that spring feel. Now, that's not to say it has to be a cone valve. I've tried KYB conversions. Uh, I've tried other things, those single-sided spring conversions. All of those, to me, have more comfort than an air fork. And that is over the long term, Okay. Yes, the air fork is getting better. Yes, for most of you guys out there that are just riding, I feel like that is fine. That is good. But if you guys really want to race and push, and some of you guys are out there listening that, hey, man, I race every weekend. It's a pain in my ass. 
yes, to me, you got to have a spring fork. It makes it feel way better. I like that feeling, and I'm not going <laughs> to – I don't think I'm going to change unless they completely make an air fork feel like a spring fork, which, I mean, for me, they're trying to do that, but still doesn't have that – what I like to call that lean angle bite that a spring fork does. It almost makes you feel like the front is a little bit heavier steering when you put a spring fork on these bikes – and you might add a pound and a half going to a spring fork versus an air fork, but it gives it a more positive feel on the front end, which I need to be able to rip corners, especially out here when we don't got gnarly ruts. we got these little dishes. Dishes are little miniature ruts, right? They're lame. California has lame ruts, not like you cool guys in the East Coast that have bitchin' ruts. We don't have that. So I need a little bit extra lean angle traction for my old ass, and that spring fork does it. Uh, chassis feeling. So let's move on to the chassis again. Lightweight feel. Kenny mentioned that. Like I told you, come in the corner doesn't feel the weight. It stays over in the corner. So when you go to lean the bike in the corner, it likes to stay there. It doesn't want to stand up. Popping over little holes and things like that. Very easy to do with the engine character and the way the chassis is. Yes, the chassis is a little bit stiff natured. I rode some other uh, KTMs recently with different mounts. Those do help. But for me, overall, once the KTM 350 breaks in, that chassis kind of calms down and then gets really stable on straight line stability. I like that feeling. I will say Kawasaki does it the best as far as straight line stability. And then Yamaha. And then for me, KTM is better than a Honda on straight line stability. It's more consistent. Steel frame. I like that feeling. Yes, you will feel more vibration through the bars and the pegs on this chassis. Why? One is the steel frame. Two is the handlebar. I always tell you guys this every podcast with the KTM. Take those stock neck and piece of shits off. We don't want those handlebars on, right? We want Pro Tapers. Has better vibration quality. Has more dampening. I like that feeling. If you guys are Rental, I get it. Rental fat bar, nothing wrong with it. Just a little bit stiffer for me. I prefer a little bit more flex. Pro Taper does that. You guys want to go to a different bar mount to create less vibration. Vibration. Ride Engineering has a one-piece bar mount that is very good on uh, vibration qualities. It has a lot of anti-vibration in there. I still use the rubber cone system, so that is nice. So there's ways to get around some of that vibration, but if you're a KTM guy, you get used to it. A day or two, you're used to that vibration feel. It's only when you hop around to other Japanese bikes that you notice the vibration through the pegs and the handlebars. Like I preach to the Yamaha, like you guys that don't ride the Yamaha, you get on the Yamaha, you're like, yeah, it's fat in the shroud. Once you ride it a day, it's fine. Same thing with this KTM. Vibration is fine. You just got to like get yourself used to it. I, I do like the fact that KTM comes with a, with a, a seat that is also grippy, but doesn't rip your ass open like the Husqvarna. So, yes, I would prefer some ribs in there, but overall the seat is comfortable. Overall rider triangle, even though the bar is low and stiff, I like the rider triangle. It's much better than a Yamaha. I can stand up. Like we always said, I mentioned this to Chris Bloss. I said this in another podcast. For some reason, on a KTM, especially this 350, it invites you to stand up. 
It invites you to stand up in the corners. It invites you to stand up when you're when you're on the straightaways. I stand up longer in corners on a KTM for whatever reason than I do on any other bike. And I don't know if it's the way the power is delivered or if it's the chassis, but for me, man, I feel straight Euro. I feel like hurlings on a KTM when I stand up a lot. I don't know if you guys are out there, you feel that. If you guys do, hit me up on an email. I just know if it's just me and blows that feel that kind of shit. But, man, for whatever reason, the the rider triangle, the engine, the KTM makes me want to stand up in corners. I don't want to sit down at times. I don't stand up right around the rut. I'm like, holy hell, that was weird. My style is usually not like that. But that in KTM invites that feeling. Uh, a, a thing I wanted to mention that, Maybe I've mentioned before in other 350 podcasts is how about this whole clutch uh, hydraulic versus cable? Is the Brembo clutch better than the Nissan clutch or the Magura clutch? Look, and I'll tell you guys this. I feel like I like the hydraulic clutch a lot when I'm riding. Starting, not so much. I feel like the engagement is a little bit on-off feeling. But for me, I love the clutch. The durability of it is amazing. I go through a clutch maybe every 25 hours on a KTM, and that is a lot for me. You guys that are not hard on clutches will probably can go even farther, 40 hours. It's crazy. On a Yamaha, I got to change a clutch every 12 hours. I slip the clutch a little bit when I'm out of corners. It's how I modulate my power. The way KTM does it and Brembo... They have amazing clutches. Brakes are amazing. I always forget how good Brembo brakes are. And then I hop on a KTM and I'm like, holy hell. I wish I had this on other bikes. So Brembo brakes are amazing. I do like the fact that KTM even offers a different size bike for you. This is the part that I love about KTM. They're not scared to say, oh, you know what? I don't care what the other manufacturers are doing. We're going to do it like this. I want to throw a 350 out there, and it's going to sell, and they do. I see a lot of them out the track, and mostly they're vet guys, but I also see kids that are just out of college, and they want to have a bike, and they want to have some fun, but they don't want to get their arms ripped off. The 350 is great. I want to wrap this thing up by comparing a little bit Honda to this KTM, like I told you I, I would. The Honda is, the new 2021 Honda is an amazing machine. It's a better Honda it is still a handful to ride at times, especially when the track gets rough. I would, for me at least, would love to ride a KTM 350 in rougher conditions versus the Honda. If I was your average consumer, I worked 8 to 5 and I dreamed about riding on the weekends. To me, I would choose a KTM 350 for the simple fact of, again, fun factor and length of time that I can have that fun. The Honda fun factor is high, but... Length of time is short because, to me, it's going to wear me out. I want something that I can ride a long time, leave the track knowing that I put in a good, hard, long day of riding, and I want to get my money's worth, right? I'm paying that 30 bucks to get in the gate. I want to put some fucking time on my motorcycle and have a great time. I don't want to be blown out at noon. I don't want to be blown out. Honda blows blows me up at times. Like, for me... By noon, I'm spent. My joints hurt a little bit more. The chassis is stiffer nature. It's a better Honda. If you guys love Hondas, awesome. But for me, having a good time, 
KTM 350, man, it's it's tough to beat it. I look for actually, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a little story before we wrap this whole thing up. It's not a very long podcast. I just want to talk to you about the 350. But before we get to that story, though, we got a commercial. Oh, I know. I just blew it for you. Please support these guys that are on this show. They help us out a lot. Man, they even offer discount codes. So please, listen to the commercials. Thanks, guys. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother, bleep, nah, flying machine factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four-stroke, two-stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two-stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four-stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So. Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, if you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Are you an older guy like me? I'm 43, and I still love to go race dirt bikes. If you're like me, go to OregonOldTimers.com. They're just not racing in Oregon. They got a race coming up at Glen Helen September 5th and 6th. They have a Mesquite, Nevada race, October 31st and November 1st. Bring the family, long motos, classes for everyone, very cool organization, and it's run very good. It's not this thing you're going to be sitting around all day waiting to ride, and when you do ride, you got five laps. Longer motos, fun to get in shape, hang out with your family, hang out with your buddies, go race some dirt bikes, go to OregonOldTimers.com. And check out the schedule. And if you guys have any questions, hit me up, Chris at KeyForInkTesting.com, and I'll be more than happy to help you out. See you guys at the race. Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils 
in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, They make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil, too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Pro Taper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685.
Plum Creek Funding. Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right. They're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, PowerMotorsports.com. We're back. Thanks for holding tight, and here's that story. I was leaving the track today. I saw Doug Dubach, and we were talking about riding, and you know, Doug was one of my mentors growing up, and I, I learned a lot from Doug through testing, and I admire him a lot and what he's done with his career after racing. And we talked about how much we still love to ride. Like, he still dreams about riding a dirt bike, and the guy is 54, 53 years old. Shit, maybe older. I know, I think he's 53. He loves it still. Me and him are wired the same way. He still wants to go fast, maybe not gnarly, but he still wants to have fun, go fast, spend some time riding. And it made me think about this bike that was in the back of my van as I was leaving. I go, you know what, Doug, this bike is one of the funnest bikes that I have had. Maybe you give me, say, Kiefer, give me top five fun bikes to ride. The KTM 350 would be one of those because it just makes me happy to ride and forces me out of my comfort zone a little bit as far as being aggressive, but it gets me calmer because I don't get as tired. And he kind of agreed. He's like, I've ridden one before, and he likes that feeling. Of course, he's a big Spring Fork guy, and uh, I just thought that was a cool story when I was talking to Doug, and I wasn't even going to talk about that, but I just kind of brought that up because for me, you guys come to, I think about you guys when I'm at the tracks, you blue-collar dudes, and how stoked you are Saturday morning to get in the gate and ride. And I see you guys on the weekends, and I try to focus my efforts and how I think when I do these tests of would I, if I'm you and I'm, I put my 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 um, feet in your shoes, right, would I like this bike? And for me, this bike pleases me uh, for the simple fact it's exciting and fun to ride and then the length of time that I have fun. I don't need to get in after dark, but... You know, when you're in the bedroom with your wife, I don't want to just five minutes. Maybe that's there's a time and place for it, but I want length of time. I want to be in there a little bit. Hey, let's take our time. Same thing with dirt bikes. Let's take our time. Let's ride a 20-minute moto, you know? Let's get in shape. Let's work ourselves into a goal. I'm a big goal-oriented guy, and this 350, I think, could set some goals for you normal blue-collar dudes that like to ride dirt bikes, so... All right, I think I beat that into the ground enough, but I just really want to get that point across because I get a lot of emails and they don't. They, a lot of these guys they don't know what direction to go, and they give me three to four bikes to choose from, and I really try to hone in on what type of rider you are. Which brings me to the point: if you're a front end steering guy or a rear end steering guy, this bike pleases both. I do both. When I ride the KTM, at times it does feel ass end low. If you guys can, you guys have a KTM, doesn't matter, 350, 250, 450, try raising your sag, and this is, of course, you have stock suspension. Try raising your sag up to 100 millimeters and see if that helps your ass in low feeling. I'm on a KTM 450 this week doing some testing, 
and I have my sag set at 98, and it feels really good and balanced from the fork. Granted, I have different forks and a different shock. I rolled that over into the stock shock, trying a higher sag, and it actually worked today. So if you do feel a little low in the rear, go up to 100 to 102 millimeters of sag and see if that kind of balances it out and then makes it even turn better. That's what I noticed. So as I stiffened that fork up on the KTM and I brought my ass end up, it kind of raised the whole bike up, balanced it out better, and then I could dive into corners even harder because I had more front end traction. God knows, MX33s, you're going to need front end traction. You want a little bit more? Go to MX3S Dunlop or a Pirelli. Live your life happier. Lean angle traction is better. If you're on a Dunlop 3S front, 13.5 PSI, Pirelli MX32 Midsoft, 14 PSI. I've tried both of these tires on this bike. I like it. It changes the nature of when you hit square edge bumps. A little bit softer, not as hard of a carcass as a 33, so mucho better. I like. Do that. Also, do yourself a favor. Go to Ride Engineering or Works Connection and get yourself a set of axle blocks for this bike. The fixed axle block, it may not be a big deal to you guys, but honestly, you can feel the difference. You go to Floating Blocks, which Works Connection and Ride Engineering have, and it makes acceleration traction that much better. Give it a whirl. Not that expensive, and it really helps the balance of the chassis and acceleration. Gives a little bit more rear um, throttle to rear wheel traction and uh, just helps the tire stick to the ground better. So look that up. So that's the first impression that I can give you guys for the 2021 KTM 350 SXF. Again, go to racerxonline.com. You can see the video. If you guys like videos better, Kenny and I talk about it. He gives his point of view. I give mine, and we kind of bounce some things back and forth from one another. As always, Kiefer Inc.'s door is open for you guys. All right? It's just cracked open. Kiefer Inc. is always there for you. Even though we might not hit you back in the same day, we will try our hardest to get back to you, answer your questions in a timely manner. Hopefully, it'll help your purchasing decisions. Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. Please, oh please, do not DM me a fucking three-page letter on my Instagram. I'm not answering it. I, I, I got to draw the line somewhere, and that line is I'm not answering questions on a DM unless it's something minor. Like, oh, I got a, a sprocket bolt loose. Should I tighten it? Yes, you should. That would be my answer. But you guys should know my email. That's the place to, a- to ask the questions. I'll get you some answers. And if you guys are at the track, don't be shy. Come say hi. Let's bullshit. You got a question? I'm happy to answer them at the track. I know there's a lot of white sprinter vans out there, but that's what I'm in. Don't want to advertise, right? Don't want to show off what I got inside the van. But I'm happy to help you guys out the track. No, I probably will not set your sag for you, but I will tell you where to run your sag and help you out and get you on the right track. By the way, if you are coming up to me and I ask you what's your sag at, and you're like, I haven't checked it, don't even come over because you need to check your sag. Do not come over and tell me, man, my bike's doing this, it's kicking, and I'll go, what's your sag set at? I don't know. Never did it. Don't even come over. That's the first thing you do when you get your new bike. Set your sag. Break it in. All right? I set my sag. I break it in two, three hours. Check your sag again. Is it seated? 
run the proper SAG, and then come talk to me. Because I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you with the SAG number, and I want you to tell me. That's the key. All right, so again, Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com. Please support the advertisers that are on the show. And of course, you got a question about this bike or something I didn't answer that you feel that you need to know, you know the email. Before we leave, I didn't mention this. Durability on this 350. I have put almost 60 hours on a 350 last year. Didn't talk about that enough, but yes, I did. Zero uh, valve checks. All I did, no top end. All I did was oil filter, oil, and air filter, and one clutch. One. So KTM has come a long way with durability. Trust me. Uh, I had a 450 a couple years ago. I had some problems with fuses, uh, fuel filters. I haven't really had that much issue with fuel filters lately. So that is a plus. And, of course, the clutch is superb. you got great brakes. Yes, the parts are more expensive when you do need them. I got some pads, and I went in to go buy a clutch lever the other day. Holy hell, I almost fell over and had a heart attack. Like 100 bucks for a clutch lever. Don't fall. Do not fall off your bike, okay? If you want to, uh, aftermarket levers, I'm sure they're out there. Crazy Bob ARC. I know uh, other guys out there sell levers for that bike, so check it out. But watch yourself on the OEM line. If you do want OEM stuff, go to RockyMountainATVMC.com, and they'll do it up for you. They have them in stock. I just bought me a sprocket, and no shit. I bought me some uh, some older style Fox gloves the other day for a buddy, and they had it in stock. So amazing. Check them out. Rocky Mountain. They're awesome. Thank you guys for joining me. I will see you next week. I'm going to be doing a lot more versus episodes. So instead of shootouts this year, which we're not doing, at least motocross shootouts, I'm going to do an off-road shootout. Lots of emails from that last show I did for you guys that want to be a part of that. That's cool. So I, if you guys are emailing me about doing a hybrid off-road shootout, I do keep those in a different folder, and I will go back and look to see who's worthy. But we're going to give you one or two of you guys a try and some off-road shootouts this year. Listeners are going to be part of our off-road shootout. But for motocross, I'm going to stack up, just like we did online, keyforinktesting.com, the Yamaha versus the Cowie. Look for Honda versus KTM, Husqvarna versus KTM. Don't have a Suzuki yet, but we're going to get one of those and a Gas Gas here in December. We're just going to get all these bikes and really hone in on what is the best bike for you because these shootouts, they're old, they're dated. Some of these uh, videos that I see, we got wrong results. You know, we got dudes that you guys can't relate to. I'm going to try to encompass every single type of rider out there so you know which way to go. And if you guys already know what you want, great. We have those podcasts too. We have that up, our articles up on keyforanktesting.com as well. So we have it all. But if you guys are undecided, this is how we're going to do our shootouts this year by honing in on each specific machine and then comparing it to another and let's see which bike does what part of the track better than the other that's how i want to break it down because that way it's easier for you guys to really decipher of what type of rider you are and where you want your bike to work the best that's what we're doing keyforinktesting.com thank you for listening we'll see you on the pulp show i'll be there in a couple weeks we're gonna do coffee with the keefers with the mathises this weekend so look with a shit 
New Coffee with the Kiefer is up next Monday. That'll be great. That's going to be a good one. There's a lot of good topics in that. So don't forget, support the advertisers. Help us out. See you at the track.